everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 2nd, 2020. Do the math. Write it all out. It is palindrome day. All right, strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. In motion, value your wealth in Bitcoin, people. Responsibility is the new counterculture. Yeah, dudes, this is your home for insider, Bitcoin insider information, right? Hello, my elite friends. Do you have any questions? I've got answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat so I see you. Oh, yeah, it's late at night. It's still palindrome day in L.A. I'm in El Paso, Texas. Pound that like button. Check out the archives, guys. DisruptMeister.com. Yesterday's Beyond Bitcoin show, controversial, talking about the lovely land of Israel. I'll actually talk about Tel Aviv a little later tonight. Um, And this week in Bitcoin was a classic on Friday. We had a new guest, Dustin of the Did You Know podcast. He talked about his attack situation that should scare all you traders straight. David Nage was back on Alex Edelman. You'd love him. Lolly, he was on the show on Friday. So check that out. Disruptmeister.com, TechBall, Sportsmeister.com, all my podcasts. You're listening to this right now. You don't need to see my face, but a lot of you are watching this. All right. Let's talk about Bitcoin and Palindrome Day, it's linked to below. It's linked to below if you need to learn more about what that was. Uh, oh, we already got a Bitcoin a question in there. Let's. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Bitcoin credibility. All right, this is this is from Nick Carter, who was on the show a long time ago. A real smart guy. You should be following him on Twitter. He was uh, talking about an article uh, that talks about the Ecuador currency situation, how they preferred the dollar there. And the tweet says, beautiful case study in why good payments tech isn't alone sufficient to create a a functioning monetary system. And then he says, CC hundreds of cryptocurrencies peddling this narrative. And he's so true. There's so many cryptocurrencies out there, altcoins out there to say, oh, we've got the best payment tech out there. It's so fast. It's so this. It's so that. And believe us, because we say it is, the system itself has to be credible and more credible than alternatives. So this is something we often overlook here in the the Bitcoin world. Uh, And it's hard to define exactly what credibility is. It's It's that it factor, okay? Bitcoin is much more credible than any of the altcoins out there, all right? It doesn't have some wacky founder. The altcoins, you can, they ooze the opposite of credibility sometimes with some of these guys that are behind them. I mean, I mean, the thing, I mean, Dogecoin is, it's a, it's about a cartoon or it's a, I mean, they're not trying to be credible, but we've got other ones that say, you know, we're so private. We're so this, we're so that clearly we're the best uh, monetary system. And then, well, who's behind your who's behind your coin? A guy named Fluffy Pony, a, a large man from. And no offense to the guy or anything, but it, does he lend credibility to a coin? Really, 
Like when your leader is named Fluffy Pony and he's a big dude from South Africa who rips on other coins, I mean, <laughs> who has fake announcements. Remember that one? So I mean, there's a there's a lot of a, the opposite of credibility in this space, okay? And that's due to many times due to centralization uh, of these coins that they all lead back to one person. And no offense to those one those those one pe persons, <laughs> those people. Uh, but I I mean, well, some of them are complete. I mean, insane people. We're not going to get into who they are. They're ego coin guys or cultist Jim Jones type people. And obviously, if you're a Jim Jones type character who lies constantly you're not credible your coin isn't credible it lacks credibility bitcoin has that credibility okay it's got the credible it's got it's the one that's being talked about all over the world and that adds to its credibility okay the network effect adds to its credibility that people talk about it on the news and not uh, and people go out of their way to rip on it that it's the target that uh lends to the credibility now going back to what Matt's study, not Matt, Nick's study, uh, the, the article he was referencing, uh, the dollar has credibility all over the world. And I'm saying this because so many of you are like, oh, the dollar's going to zero. I've seen the examples from Zimbabwe to freaking Argentina in person, travel around the world. Why don't you, you know, offer someone a dollar and then offer them the Zimbabwe or offer them the Argentine currency? They're going to take the dollar, all right? I saw it from my, in Argentina myself. It's got the respect. It's got the credibility. So take that up a level to cryptocurrency. What's got the credibility? You know what doesn't have the credibility. That, that You look on that coin market cap, it's real easy to point out the ones that don't have the credibility, which is all of them, uh, other than Bitcoin. All right. So remember that, the credibility factor when it comes to Bitcoin, when it comes to the dollar. Um, and I will say this, when will Bitcoin get to the credibility level among the masses that the dollar has? Okay. Because like it or not, this is a fiat world still that we're living in. All right. It still is. I mean, the masses of people, they don't, they haven't touched cryptocurrency. They don't know a thing about it. So what, what could get Bitcoin to a, a credibility level that's above the dollar among the masses that doesn't really need to, to be more credible among the masses? I don't think it does. I don't, I don't think it does. Again, it's among the 20 percenters out there. And I think natural 20 uh, percenters who take uh, personal responsibility over their lives that don't just blindly go like a zombie uh, through life are going to just are going to discover cryptocurrency and they're going to see it's better than fiat currencies. And they're going to see, well, which one's the best? It's Bitcoin. I'm not worried about the 20 percenters, but what would take for the 80 percenters of the world to, for, for Bitcoin to be on a, uh, have more credibility than the United States dollar, okay? And I would say a one step in, in getting there is if, they, if, if uh, Facebook Libra is allowed to exist. If Facebook Libra is allowed to exist, and it will be eventually, then all these uh, mindless zombies out there, they're going to get it for free because they all have Facebook, and uh, that will get them into cryptocurrency. And for them, that will make cryptocurrency legitimate, and perhaps on par with the dollar, getting close. So that will slowly ease them into the way of, of, of Bitcoin. And then maybe a famous person will talk about Bitcoin, uh, some soccer player somewhere or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but it's a process. It's a process. But we, 
there are a lot of you out there who think that there's going to be this hyper Bitcoinization. The whole world is going to be it's going to be the it's going to be the uh, world reserve currency. I don't think that's going to happen. But I just told you some ways um, on in terms of credibility how it, it could get closer to that. Because right now the United States dollar is the world reserve currency. Like it or not, the United States of America is the most powerful country in the history of the world, and it is uh, everyone wants to be the United States of America. People. Uh, admire our culture everywhere, try to imitate it everywhere, travel around the world. It is undeniable. You could, oh, the empire is fall is falling. It's fall. No, it's not. It's stronger than ever. Uh, and you know what? Bitcoin can exist in that world. So I'm not saying anything. Uh, for some people, it's like sacrilegious what I'm saying. Oh, the, the dollar and Bitcoin can exist. How is this possible? The, the United States is an evil. How is this possible? <laughs> anyway, it is quite possible. So the we'll say just learn Bitcoin says the bull market is coming. The scammers are unfortunately coming out of the shadows. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Good observation there. Pound that like button, baby. All right. Now, we talked about remember, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas February 22nd. Oh my god, less than three weeks away is unconfiscatable. All your favorite Bitcoiners are gonna be there walking around the D Hotel. Who knows what I'll be doing there? I really don't know what I'll be doing there, but I'll be able to hang out with you. That'll be awesome. Um, and that it is unconfiscatable.com. Tone Bay's putting that on in Vegas, ba Vegas, baby. And you know I don't like Vegas, so it takes a lot to get me out there. Uh, okay. Mizir Mahmudov says the market cap of just one bank, Wells Fargo, not even the biggest in the United States, is larger than the market cap of Bitcoin. This is how early we are. Good observation. One of the hundred, one of the hundreds of companies that makes up the financial system of the past is worth more than the financial system of the future itself. Okay, it's an interesting last line there. I, I would say that uh, the banking system is the current financial system that dominates the world and uh, that the Bitcoin system will be one that will be growing soon. Is it the full future? Uh, is is the what is the what is the future financial system? I again, I said before, I think it's a a mixture of the Fed coins and, and Bitcoin. We'll still have this random fiat stuff that will that the masses will just eat up because they're going to be on welfare and it'll be easily sent to them. But the twenty percenters will have their Bitcoin. But I get your point, Nazir. I get your point, baby. And on that same point that it's early, uh, this is from uh, Carpe Noctum. He's been on my show before. Uh, Amazon gained 68% of the Bitcoin market cap in after hours trading today. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's early when something like that can happen. Uh, I, I'll say this. We're, not, we're probably not going to be saying that in uh, four years uh, from today that Amazon gains 68% of the Bitcoin, 68% uh, of Bitcoin's market cap and after hours trading. So we were talking about uh, credibility beforehand and something that lends uh, some credibility to Bitcoin is, uh, you know, I'm not going to put these dudes on pedestal on the pedestal, but when the mass media talks about it, when famous people talk about it, uh, when it just becomes more commonplace in, in mainstream society, I'm all about the counterculture, pound that like button. It, it, uh, it gets up there in terms of credibility. And here is a link 
to a video for all you Australian people out there. Last night, and there's plenty of you watching right now because only you guys are awake. <laughs> Last night, Bitcoin was referenced as a safe haven and digital gold on ABC News. Again, that's ABC News in Australia. Slowly but surely, we're entering mainstream consciousness. There we go. Mainstream consciousness, credibility. And again, for me, uh, Bitcoin doesn't have to have mainstream credibility over the United, over the dollar. Okay, it doesn't. Main, main, for twenty percenters, yes, but we're we're, we're all very much on our road there. But uh, go, going back to the credibility factor, you cannot deny it is the most credible cryptocurrency by far. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Nothing else. Nothing else comes close. Look, look around the world, baby. So, oh, let's talk about some FUD from Kraken of all places. Kraken, in exchange, you know, where you keep your Bitcoin at a third party and you trade it and you gamble it and you hope that the, the exchange doesn't get hacked. It's not your Bitcoin anymore because it's not your keys. They're talking about a, an attack on Trezor, that the Trezor can be hacked. Oh, my God. It's the same story from like a few months ago, but a different source. Now, let's boil this down real, real fast here, real fast. The bottom line is this. It's not a remote attack. Have any of the hardware wallets out there, Trezor or uh, the, whatever, the, the uh, I can't think of its name right now, the H1W, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank on this stupid, the stupid, the one that, ever, that people like, the blue one? Um, the Nano, the Ledger. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Well, I know why I couldn't think of that because it's, it's one in the morning here. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, by the way. I was sprinting. Watch yesterday's show if you want to know what I was going to do today. I did do what I was going to do today, baby. Healthy as an ox, baby. I don't I don't sit sit down and watch TV and gorge on pizza. I haven't had pizza in 10 years. We're going to talk about 10 years ago in a second, by the way. Um, but no, so Kraken of all places is, is trying to scare people about tre a trezor, all right? You know, don't, don't, don't. second thing, if you use a passphrase on your Trezor, they can't, even if they get a hold of your freaking Trezor and have this specialized hacking device, okay, they won't be able to get what's on your Trezor, okay? They won't be able to get into your private key, okay? With all that in mind, anyway, I linked to the blog post by Trezor that is their response to, to this Post by uh, Kraken. The RDP downgrade involves the voltage glitching of the STM32 microchip, which allows the attacker with specialized hardware knowledge and physical access to bypass the protection put in place by the manufacturer and extract the contents of the microcontroller's flash memory. This way, the attacker can obtain the encrypted recovery seed from the device. It's important to note that this attack is viable only if the passphrase feature uh, does not protect the device. As a strong passphrase fully mitigates the possibilities of a successful attack. So guys, when you're walking around the streets of Baltimore, throwing your Trezor around, all right, and that guy... You know, the regular criminal on the street comes up to you and he has his specialized hacking device that he with the voltage glitching that he knows how to use that for some reason he has it. 
as for some reason he knows you have a trezor because you're, you're flashing it around. And then for some reason he grabs your trezor. And then for some reason you don't have a passphrase on it. At that point, he can, yeah, he can get onto your trezor, okay? So if you're some regular dude out there, all right, and no one knows you have Bitcoin, you're and you know your house got randomly robbed and someone took your trezor, you, you'd be fine. They that person doesn't have a, a glitch mechanism or anything like that. Again, this is not a remote attack. This is where someone has to grab, get your Trezor, know what it is, have this glitching device or whatever this thing is, know how to use it, know how to take it apart. And then so if – again, if you're some regular dude with a Trezor, no one knows you have it, but this is, this is fun. And so here we're going to be reminded by, uh, by uh, Ricardo Novak, Rodolfo Novak, who's been on the show before. Even an, a so-called insecure Trezor is better than storing your funds on Kraken or any exchange. I'm a bit tired of the security PR dunking. And he's right. These do, The people who, who put these tweets out there, um, especially when this same story has come up out before, when, these same, when they, if they're doing it for PR, they, uh, Kraken is trying to promote their own uh, services. All right, that's fine. This is where the big boys play. Compete, don't complain. If you got to compete that way, I guess you got to do it that way. Uh, people don't get butted out. If you've got your trezor, you got it. You got it locked away. You're not. You're not encountering some dude with a, a glitching device. If you have a passphrase on it, it, it just don't worry. All right, don't worry. Just the bottom line is don't don't do insane things with your Bitcoin. Control always control your private key. Don't put it on exchanges. So, ancient one just sent a hundred yen. Thank you, man. Thank you, ancient one. I, I look forward to uh, returning to Japan one of these days. Uh, as I've referenced before in my youth, we had a Japanese exchange student come, uh, Kuniyoshi Suzuki, my good friend in uh, Tokyo. I, I do wish to see him again. I, I saw him the last time I was there. I don't think he's watching right now. He's a beautiful wife and a son. Okay, a little personal information. We'll get more personal at the end of the show. Don't worry. But uh, I love Japan. Love Japan. All right. Uh, and of all the countries, after, they're not trying to be the United States. They love shopping like the United States. They, they've got a culture of their own. But, hey, they're trying to be Western. Out, they are Western out there. Uh, they got spend, spend, spend. The Japanese love the shop. Love the shop. Bright light malls. Uh, but yen, yeah, the yen's got a lot of legitimacy behind it. <laughs> uh, all right. That, that's uh, – you know, what top four uh, currency of, of the world right now. Uh, so, and they are a powerful, great nation also in Japan. Uh, even, uh, uh, right, so, oh, 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 oh MWC. Let, let's talk about MWC real quick. People are, are contacting me. It's worth so much now, Adam. We've got it for free. Thank you for telling us about this crypto dividend. Thank you for you know, letting me have a strong hand so I didn't give up my Bitcoin so I know how to collect crypto dividends and get interest on my Bitcoin and turn these altcoins that people give, in, give me for free into Bitcoin. It's great. Well, I just want everyone to be careful out there, all right? Because here's a tweet from MWC. The heavily funded malicious miner attacks were very disruptive for the, for the past weeks uh, with the Chinese New Year and likely to continue Hotbit, Mimblewimble, MWC 
uh, deposits and withdrawals have been offline, yet new all-time high, $8.90 or $95,000 Satoshis. Now MWC is more resilient. So think about that for a second. Um, the price keeps going up. You can't trade it on the one place that you're supposed to be able to trade it on. So it's very limited. Whatever the heck is going on there, it's boosting the price. It's very limited. So don't get too excited yet. They're the coin has been attacked. 51% uh, attacks on the coin. That doesn't really sound very – and that's why they can't – they can't get it back on the uh, exchange. They're not comfortable yet. And it's Chinese New Year. So we've got a coin that you got for free that is only on one exchange, but it's not on that exchange right now. There are all these people trading at OTC. And I've linked to the OTC recommendations. And there are some people paying a lot of money for it right now. You got to be darn careful if you participate in this OTC. I mean, they even say on the site, it's trusted. You're 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 sending your MWC somewhere. Somebody else is sending you your Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It works for some people. There are scams out there. So people are getting very excited when they see you know. Oh my God! I, I've got quite a few MWC. I can get the nine eight dollars and ninety cents. Should I? I don't want to wait for the exchange to open again because if the exchange opens again, the price might drop. Yeah, that's true. I I really don't know what the. I just want everybody to be careful. Don't don't go. Don't be disappointed if in a week it opens up and you can only sell it for half that or a third of that. A third of that is still darn good. $3 for that. I mean, we're talking about you got it for free. You got it for free. We're talking about wait right now. What's it over a 3% return on your Bitcoin? 3% interest? I mean, if you get 1% interest, that's great. And that's uh, $3 is, is more than 1% interest. Again, you've got 41 uh, 41 MWC for every, uh, or a little under 41 MWC for every Bitcoin uh, that you had, that you registered. So 40 times three is 120. So yeah, that's over 1% interest. It's one and a half or close to one and a half percent interest. Uh, but but don't, I just want to give everybody an update here. The, I always say you do not buy something that you get for free. First of all, you can't even buy it right now on the exchange. But there are going to be some people that see this ramp up in price and think, oh, my hands is weak. I want to get into altcoins right now. This is not something – that's not a logical reason at all. It's on one exchange. The price is going up because no one can deposit or take off the exchange. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It is – we'll see what happens in a few weeks. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of getting it for free. And I, I would love it to do well. I would love everybody to do great that still has it, that hasn't sold it yet, okay? Um, but I just don't want anybody to get their hopes up and do anything irrational, all right? Do not do anything irrational when it comes to this. And don't be disappointed if you only get $3, only get $3 per coin or, or something like that. I mean, it, no shame in that game, baby. It's all, it's all free. It's all free if you don't buy it. <laughs> and again, you don't buy something that you get for free. That's that. That's one of the Meister rules here. The people that you say, "Oh, I'm going to buy some steam." You buy some steam, you get it for free. Again, I'm I'm Bitcoin Meister on Steam it to this very day. I still getting free steam every you know every day, every day. Uh, and I you know you turn into Bitcoin eventually. Going back to so let's talk about altcoins and Bitcoin. We got a guy named Jack Dorsey out there who loves Bitcoin so much that on Twitter now, if you type in hashtag Bitcoin 
or the dollar sign BTC or hashtag BTC that this uh, a Bitcoin emoji comes up. It doesn't happen for any altcoins. It's this special little Bitcoin B dollar B with it looks like a dollar sign that comes up anytime you tweet a tweet that has Bitcoin in it. And that's because he loves Bitcoin. Uh, and I know people were ripping – yesterday's show, people were ripping on, on Jack Dorsey. Hey, is he, does he manage uh, – do the people in charge of Twitter manage Twitter in a way that everyone's happy about? No. Does he even manage Twitter? Uh, I don't – I mean he, he gives suggestions about Bitcoin. I can tell you that. But is he the one that kicked off Zero Hedge? Is he the one? No, he's not that. The one and, and with the zero hedge stuff, I'll talk about that on the Beyond Bitcoin show. I never, I've never liked, I've never liked zero hedge. I think it's a completely doomed site. But uh, you know, you, you just don't ban. I mean, you can do whatever you want to on your site. Did they deserve a ban because of their fake news? No, there's plenty of people doing fake news. Uh, but uh, Twitter's a private company; they, they can pick or they're they're a company. They can they can pick and choose, do whatever they want to do. Uh, but that's a whole that's for Saturday show. Beyond Bitcoin, baby. Pound that like button. But I'm happy that Jack Dorsey is, uh, you know, when when you when that's the only cryptocurrency out there that conjures up an emoji on Twitter, like one of the biggest social media platforms out there, that is Bitcoin credibility, like it or not. Pound it. Discipline. So CoinDesk, <laughs> this is hilarious. I didn't Stacking fast insight inside the crypto community's new diet craze. Oh, yeah, the trendies are fasting now based on block numbers. There's some Russian girl that came up with this. It's kind of funny. I mean, if you've been watching this show all along, you've been hearing about Adam Meister, Bitcoin guy, discipline. Discipline yourself with a strong hand. And by fasting, it helps. If you're able to fast for 24 hours, you'll be able to hang on to your Bitcoin. You'll be able to have long-term thinking. You'll, you won't be impulsive. Well, they caught on over at CoinDesk, I guess, all these years later. And uh, they're writing about fasting in Bitcoin. But those of you familiar with the channel know the original Bitcoin faster. Probably. <laughs> Pound it. <laughs> all right. But that that's nice. And I, I encourage everyone for health reasons to do uh, intermittent fasting. I intermittent, uh, I fast 22 hours every single day. Yes, that's every single day, at least 22. Well, you mean, don't you have a day? No, there's no days off. All right. Conviction. Since 2013, dudes. It started out 20 hours in 2013, uh, the summer of 2013. And it eventually became 22. And there hasn't been a day that I haven't done that. There have been days when, you know, it goes, it lasts uh, 24 hours, 25 hours. I do the 40-hour fast, the 48-hour fast, the 120-hour fast is my record. That's all for Saturday's show. Though. Conviction, long-term thinking, baby. And it, it's just like this. Like, oh, Adam, haven't you uh, sold uh, some of your Bitcoin, 10 of your Bitcoin? Didn't you need 100,000? No, no. When I say I don't sell my Bitcoin free fiat, there's no exception it wasn't done. All right. Just like, oh, don't you take one day off? Of no, I don't take any days off for fasting since 2013. It isn't done. It's conviction. There's some people that are like that. All right. Long term thinking, strong hand. You can you can practice it, too. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it.
So let's talk about stocks real quick. And because we, we've got a, a person here saying that over the next 10 years, if you could own one asset, it would be Bitcoin, not stocks. But um, as, as many of you know, my father passed away in November of 2018. He had some stocks in his name and in my mother's name. Um, so somewhere in his name, somewhere in both names. And so now we're in 2020. OK, it's still not it, the, the whole thing. It, it, there's so much bureaucracy behind putting other people's names on it putting my mother's name on the ones that just had his name on it. I'm not handling it at all. Okay. I just want to put that. I have siblings. I have a mother. Um, and it's just not, it's not my, I'm not interested in it at all. I have no, I don't want my name on it at all. Uh, but there's so much bureaucracy on it. And, and, and the, what, there's one part of me that would like, I would just forget about it. Okay. Personally, but out of respect for my father who used to, you know, he used to love to check the, the stock prices. He would want it to go to you know, properly uh, passed down. So that you need to know where the stock certificate is, whose name's it in, the broker, uh, the fees to pay, the change the names. I mean, I have no idea why anyone would have would want to mess in this old system anymore. There's so many little things you got to worry about. All right. With Bitcoin, if you die, it, it, the, the person has your trezor. That's it. You don't have to change the name on it. They know your password. There are no fees. There are no third parties to go through so that uh, they, they, they can change my name to, to somebody else's name on it or whatever. There are no printed certificates. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just just want to point out it's, it's a frustrating thing for my mother. Um, and it, this is the old way. And I'm so glad with my finances that I don't have, to, I don't have any stock stuff or anything like that. All right. That's that's nothing I have to deal with. Nothing um, anyone related to me has to deal with. If it, God forbid anything ever happened or, or, or whatever. But I think this. Oh, it's just when I see the struggles, when I see the every little step and all these printed out papers they got to do and that they're telling me about. I'm like, this is so old school. We are, we've got a better way now. It's Bitcoin. It's the golden age. It's the 2020s. And they're dealing with uh Changing names, adding names, filling out forms. It's so ridiculous. So this is from Raul, whatever that dude's name is that makes those uh, – Raul, his name is. He interviewed uh, – <laughs> he, he did that great interview with Dan Tapiero. Raul, isn't it? I think he's Brazilian. Is he Portuguese? I don't know. If I could only own one asset for the next 10 years, it would be Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, encapsulates all my large it, it encapsulates all my larger macro views and feels like the point on the far horizon we are headed to in some shape or form. Yes, I like gold too. Oh, that's unfortunate for you too. And many others, other things, but Bitcoin's risk reward beats all. There you go, dude. I, 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 if I first of all, yeah. If someone gave me that, what would you want to hold for the next 10 years? I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm only holding Bitcoin. So, yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, that, that, that's what I believe in for the next 10 years, of course. If you could pick one asset, it wouldn't be stocks. You just heard about that. It wouldn't be gold. It would be Bitcoin. And, and of course, I have, I have dollars also. I have, a, I have a bank account and everything. So, so you're gonna, you just don't have Bitcoin, Adam. Okay, I just don't. I have dollars too. I have dollars too. Right. But the, the, the majority, I don't have real estate anymore. The majority of my wealth. Big which is in Bitcoin, all right. And uh, he said, if he gave someone an option like him, he that that's the option he would pick. All right, Zaya Zaza says, if I eat only once a day, 
What is that? 24 hour intermittent fast? Well, you have to space it out. If you, if you ate at uh, nine o'clock at night and then ate the next day at nine o'clock in the morning, that would only be 12 hours, but that would only be eating once a day. You got to space it out. You got to, so it depends when you eat. <laughs> so so you, you, you end eating, you got to wait X amount of time, uh, you know, at 22 hours to get a 22 hour fast. It's, it's that simple. You, I, you just, uh, <laughs> I'm complicating things here. But yeah, if you only eat once a day, that is not 20. You have to wait 24 hours between when you stopped and when you started. That's what gets you at 24 hours, not just once a day. All right. Moving on. Golden. Uh, so, yeah, it's a golden age ring. So. This is a quote that didn't have to do with Bitcoin and, and altcoins, but I, I it's from a guy. How I built this. Your thing because it's so important to you, seems like something everyone else will be interested in. But dot, 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 dot. And this is a great point. It's very, it's about living in a bubble of sorts. There, there's so many alt quarters out there. Their thing, because it's so important to them, seems like it's, everyone is going to be interested in it. No, they're not. They're not. Your third rate, six tier altcoin that you tell me about that's so great because it does... No one cares. Just because you care so much doesn't mean everyone has to care about it. Most likely, your thing, because it's so important to you, seems like everyone is going to care, be interested, but they're not. So take that up a level with Bitcoin. I care a lot about Bitcoin, but I realize that most people out there, they're not going to give a darn about it. They're not going to be hyper Bitcoin. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, I've been watching my big screen TV all day, watching every single moment I know what Pat Mahomes' hair looks like. I know what his dad. I know his dad played baseball now and everything. And I, I know who his mom is. And, uh, and so now I'm gonna. But I, Bitcoin is very important to everyone out there. I'm gonna care about Bitcoin now. No, they're not. They're not. People aren't gonna switch over just because. So, so don't live in a bubble. Don't live in a bubble. People aren't gonna give up on their dollars. People aren't gonna give up on their big screen TVs. They're still gonna live in their welfare dollar world. Yes, Bitcoin is great. Bitcoin is important to you. But uh, just because it's important to you doesn't mean everyone's it's going to be important. Everyone's going to be interested in it. Most people, uh, most 80 percenters, it's going to take some time for them to even know about it. All right. So but but uh, on, on the cryptocurrency level alone, that quote really deals with the with the altcoiners. It, it really sums up them up. Uh, yes, I understand your your six tier altcoin is very important to you. Um, but. Does it doesn't mean everyone's going to be interested in it. So in, in, in Tel Aviv, I said, I, I many sent this tweet out from Bitcoin Embassy. Let me read it and let me tell you what I think he's talking about. Something huge is coming, is coming so big that a whole event is, dedi- is dedicated just to announce it. Do you want to be the first to hear the exciting news? Join us at the Bitcoin Embassy in Tel Aviv on February 9th. So February 9th, which is a Sunday, of course, because that's the best time to hang out at the Bitcoin Embassy in Tel Aviv, uh, Manny's going to make a big announcement uh, about a, a, an event. He's going to have an event to make an announcement about an event. So what do you think it's going to be? I, I, I think, um, obviously, I'm going to be going to a big party there in May. I bet it has to deal, um, and maybe they're going to say that they're going to say the day of the halving party. Maybe that's what it's, uh, because they haven't revealed very much information about the halving party. So 
there, there's my prediction. I, I bet it has something to do uh, with the having party. We, we shall see. Because, again, the, the having party date hasn't been announced yet. I know I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at that having party, baby. So stay tuned. Maybe we're going to get a lot of information about the having party, the best having party on the planet Earth. Um, uh, and uh, they're going to have an announcement about something on <laughs> in Tel Aviv at the Bitcoin embassy, the best Bitcoin embassy on the planet Earth on uh, February 9th. Okay, so very nice tweet. Udi retweeted that. No doubt he will be there also. So someone from Bit Plaza contacted me. So this dude's in motion. BitPlazaShopping.com. Shopping with Bitcoin made easy. Get the Bit Plaza app and buy everything with Bitcoin. All right, all of you know I'm offended by selling. I don't buy anything with Bitcoin. But there are people that want to do stuff like that. Have anybody of you trapped tried this guy's uh, BitcoinPlazaShopping.com? I link to it below. I give the guy credit. He says he watches all my shows. So there you go, man. I mentioned your site. It's linked to below. Uh, someone check it out. Okay. So finally, I, I did say I was going to uh, give a little personal information out here. The, the Bitcoin uh, part of the show is over for those of you who don't want to hear anything else. I, I stumbled upon a music video from 2009, from 10 years ago, basically, um, made by a, an artist in Baltimore. Someone I, and friends, was associated with, uh, Libby. Her name is Libby. And that's not the name she goes by uh, in, the, in the video. She goes by her stage name, which involves a curse word. And I'm not, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say the name. But uh, she used to be at Red Maple all the time. I know her from Red Maple, basically, and from uh, DJ Patrick Turner, all these, all these people. But I, I watched this video. Um, and I, I, I've linked to it below of her, her, her video and she's walking around Baltimore. And for those of you who wonder like, well, Adam, you, you, you're from, you, you lived in Baltimore for a, a while. You, you lived in Reservoir Hill and you ran around Baltimore, you're a big runner. So she's walking on streets that I used to run on in Mount Vernon. Uh, and some of it's on North Avenue at, toward the end of the video. And you see these hipsters there, many of them who I know, and I know her, um, just how it looked in 2009. They've got the Baltimore hipster look of 2009, of 2010, whatever, 10 years ago. And it brought back so many memories of mine. And But I wanted to share it with everyone because you'll get this little taste of the Mount Vernon area of Baltimore, of what it was like to be a hipster back then, of the people I would literally see when I'd be running on the streets in that very neighborhood. And uh, so it's it's funny. I think of those people, and they, they have no clue about it. They, they, they would have no clue about Bitcoin or anything or, you know, the, the, the Adam Meister they knew then they would, they knew me on a, a club level or whatever, you know, a, a social level. And uh, I don't think they would be able to predict someone like her. She was very, she was actually uh, uh, good. Uh, wanted to strive for greatness. I, I will say that about her. And she was a businesswoman on, on a certain level uh, from, from what I recall. So she, maybe she's heard of Bitcoin, but I, I seriously doubt that many of the other people in, in that video uh, are keen to it. And I have no idea uh, what the, the but, but you get a little flavor of uh, a Baltimore, of a Baltimore of, of, two, of the hipster scene in Baltimore in 2009. It, it's some, it's funny. It's funny to me at least. And uh, so check out the video. You probably will not like the music. Um, and it, it, it lasts like five minutes. So you can play it at two X and still see the whole thing, but you'll see people Adam Meister new. And uh, well, <laughs> I, I do not appear in a video, but uh, I definitely, that, and you see, it, it makes Baltimore look kind of nice because you see the, the row houses um, uh, and 
you see Grand Central. There's a you see a sign for this place called Grand Central, which was a gay club that doesn't even exist anymore. That's in Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon is known for the uh, the gay clubs. I don't think they're even. I think they got rid of most of the gay clubs that used to be. But Red Maple was a straight club that was right near there too, and that's how I knew many of the uh, people in in the in the video. All right, so we got a Zaya Zaza says maybe I worded it wrong. So I guess twenty three point seven five in my normal intermittent fast for years now. Why do you say 22 hour fasting a lot? Do you stagger eating time? I, I don't know what you're, if you only eat once a day, I eat once a day, man. I eat once a day. And then I don't eat for 22 hours. Then I eat again. Then I don't eat. And you eat for whatever, it, it, it takes me about sometimes 30 minutes, 45 minutes. 50 minutes, an hour to eat. And then you start again. It just, it never ends. There's always, there's always got to be at least a 22 hour gap between each um, meal. So yeah, a person can have one meal on a day, but there might not be 22 hours between the meals. It might be 12 hours. It might be 10 hours. It depends when they have the meal. You got to space it out. You got to plan it out. Um, it takes you two hours to eat. No, it doesn't take me two hours to eat. It takes some people. If some people want to eat for two hours, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if they want to spread out, a lot of people feel very uncomfortable about just eating for half an hour during the day and then not eating the rest of the day. They like to enjoy food for a certain amount of time and then fast. What matters is how much time you take off. It doesn't matter how much time you eat. It matters how much time is between each meal. That gets the, the body burning the food and gets you into uh, ketosis and everything. So the, the length of your eat, it does, your eating window really doesn't matter that much. Um, I, I don't talk, you know, when I'm filled, I'm filled. But there's certain people that like to savor food. So they'll stretch their eating period out for two hours or, or whatever it may be. It's it's the it's the period of time between the meals that, that matters. So don't freak out. You know, don't think you're doing it wrong if you you ate for two hours. You know, you you had a little snack at the beginning and then in the middle you had more and then at the end you had you know that doesn't doesn't matter. It, it's the space the space in between the space in between. All right, everybody. I'm and here we got another guy. I've been eating for 22 hours a day. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Awesome. Yeah, I mean. You, Okay, well, this is for a beyond. It's for a beyond Bitcoin show now. We've we've gotten way. The show I, I warned everyone we weren't talking about Bitcoin anymore at the end of the show. We're talking about uh, music videos on the streets of Baltimore, two thousand nine hipsters and intermittent fasting. All right, I'm Adam Meister. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get more of that kind of stuff on Saturday's show. And this show went long. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, pound that like button, bang that bell button. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you in the chat right now. See you.